Hello and welcome to another episode of Songwriting Idiots, the podcast where every month we take a different musical genre and topic decided by you, the listener, and we see what happens. Uh, and I'm here today with Ralph in person once again. How are you doing, Ralph? I'm doing pretty, pretty well. Um, we, we are here in the countryside of my home region of Carinthia in the south of Austria. I've never been to this place. Uh, it's very nice. If you want to see some photos, we are here on a band retreat and post some on Instagram, maybe later we are we'll see. we are totally isolated up here which is great it is good we, we smell we, we smell bad we smell terrible we 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 have some kind of hot water every now and again when we chop logs and put them <laughs> in the fire is it is it just me i hope i hope it's the same for you i it's the first time in my life in 32 years that i feel like a man oh absolutely when you get the fire going yeah, yeah. and then and then that all gets crushed when after about five minutes it goes out again <laughs> because we realize we're not men <laughs> in any way <laughs> It's the worst. <laughs> I'm having a great time here. I mean, we are really totally isolated and creatively speaking, it's fantastic. And we're here with Nicole and Julia, our two other band members, writing songs, recording songs, being creative, wonderful views, hikes, runs, physical exercise. What more could you want? Beer, maybe. <laughs> Which we also have. <laughs> Very important. I, I've realised. Anyway... It's a great location to do our podcast from. Probably the most scenic place we've ever done a podcast from. I would say so, yeah. I mean, you can barely see it. You have a massive screen in front of you right next to <laughs> blocking your view to the window. But I find it really nice. But I can see you, Ralph. And that's all that matters. And that's all I need. That's all that matters. So uh, as you have probably, as you hopefully are aware, or as you have read in the episode title, this month is all about hip-hop. But let's first hear what we came up last month when we were asked by you to each write a song in the style of Italo dance, techno, dance techno, disco. One of those things, and it sounded a little bit like this. So that was uh, Italo dance techno, a genre that I knew absolutely nothing about, as you can probably tell. (laughs) (laughs) Some listeners have uh, told us so, but I I think you you did pretty well (laughs) with something you have never heard before. (laughs) Uh, And that leads us nicely onto the genre of this month, also something that I don't know that much about. But actually, I found a pretty cool genre. This month's genre is German hip hop. Yeah. German rap. Very broadly speaking. Yeah, yeah. broadly speaking. Uh, and we had to write a German hip-hop rap song about the UK's response to the COVID pandemic. So let's start off with the genre, German hip-hop or hip-hop generally. So, Dan, I'm sure you are aware of hip-hop. I have heard, heard of it. it. Heard of it. Heard of it. Good. Um, you know of it. You were aware that that's German hip-hop, I assume. Kind of. I I knew that there were people singing in German over things that sounded like hip-hop. Did you know any artists or songs before going into this? (laughs) None. None at all. Good. That's great. So, uh, shall we maybe go into a little bit of a history of what German hip-hop is all about when it started? And uh, maybe also start with a broad overview of hip-hop itself. Yeah, so hip-hop itself came about in the kind of 1970s in the Bronx Ooh. in New York. And I think this is so cool. It was basically focused on essentially emceeing over house parties and like community parties. How much fun does that sound? That sounds like a great job. You could, I mean, just having these huge parties in the streets and there's just people just rapping and emceeing over this music. Awesome. Really cool. Yeah. And it, it's what I love about hip hop is it's not just music, right? There's a whole kind of cultural thing behind it. And hip hop includes DJing, it includes graffiti, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. it includes beatboxing, it includes breakdancing. Obviously, you've got rapping and emceeing. It's not just the music, there's kind of this whole cultural thing around it, which yeah. I think is, is fascinating. And it's in many ways. Could you say that a continuation or just, you know, a new step in this development that we talked about a lot when we did Motown, right? It's this concept, you know, this broad idea of like black American music that has always been a very 
a force of change in, in, in American culture in general, right? Mm -hmm. They've always driven most stylistic changes. Most genres are, are coming from 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 that uh, from that area, right? And it's and hip hop, obviously, in the last let's say twenty years, was the defining musical genre in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And increasingly so over here. Yep. I mean, now definitely, if you listen to the charts, mm -hmm. but it's it's been around for more than forty years. So this is not, you know, this this is probably the biggest genre we are ever going to make because nothing at this moment in time is bigger than hip hop. Correct. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so that was the seventies in the Bronx, and then I don't know what happened in the eighties, Ralph. Do you have any idea what happened in the eighties with with hip hop? Well, I guess obviously in the kind of continuing, obviously the US was for a long time and still is today. Let's be honest. The the main place where hip-hop is made and hip-hop is kind of uh, moved forward. And there was a lot going on in the 80s, of course. Uh, Old-school rap, you can, you can listen to all of that. I, I guess NWA was still in the 80s, maybe or that was 90s. early 90s. 90s. Uh, you had uh, Grandmaster Flash, I guess, was the first massive star there. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot going on. And I guess there was already quite some professionalization going on and... Um, also, sales were going up, I assume. Commercialization. Yeah, commercialization, yeah. really. And that's also the moment when it kind of come, came over to, to Germany. So uh, it, it took a while, but in the mid-80s, and I guess that's exactly the moment when it became more commercial, more accessible as well, right? Mm -hmm. Because back in the days, you didn't have internet. I don't know how anything worked. So I guess you had like <laughs> fanzines and stuff. I to, think they had to, people had to like send, you know, bootleg copies of everything to everywhere. Yeah. That's how music worked. And right? then you had like fanzines, right? Where yeah. you were talking about new bands and yeah. new artists. And, and so things were moving slowly and you needed a certain, uh, you know, movement to, to actually um, be recognized uh, somewhere else. And uh, that took a while. But we can really say like in the mid 80s, it started getting some traction here. And uh, interestingly, the early German rappers and hip-hop artists, they all sing in English. So it was very unusual and basically frowned upon to uh, rap in German. So, so the German-speaking artists yes. based in Germany were singing still in English? In the 80s, yeah. Right. So that was a completely normal thing. And that only changed in the late 80s with one of the biggest bands still, uh, Die Fantastischen Vier, uh, Fanta Vier they're called. They are a group of middle-class dudes from Stuttgart, one of the wealthiest towns of, of, of Germany. So really not your stereotypical yeah, hip-hoppers. prime breeding ground for hip-hop, right? <laughs> really not. Car City, Mercedes-Benz is based there. So um, not really. Graffiti everywhere, I'm sure. <laughs> but they started rapping in, in German, and they also changed the game quite a bit because obviously US hip-hop was very political in the 80s and later on, and it still is in many ways. And uh, also... Mid-80s German hip-hop was very political and they broke with that and made these kind of fun tracks, you know. Maybe something Eminem, I guess, did that later in, in, in the US. Uh, so they really started this and in the 90s, this thing really got rolling. So more and more bands started to uh, rap in German. Also, this fun hip-hop thing got really big in the 90s. So there were bands like Fettes Brot, which are still very famous today, starting in the early 90s, and a load of people from Hamburg. So Hamburg was the place Interesting. I wonder why. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Hamburg is, musically speaking, quite an important place in Germany in general. Yep. I mean, it starts with the Beatles, obviously. Yep. Uh, but also then uh, in indie um, rock music, yep. it's very famous as a thing called Hamburger Schule, the Hamburg School of mm. uh, Alternative Music, like a group of bands that, are, that were massive in the 90s and early 2000s. So that's, that's a thing going on, yeah. Yeah. To this day, actually. Sure. And from there, we really have a movement into this. It really followed the US in many ways. So we then move into like gangster rap. In the 90s, right? When Late it, 90s, like probably. NWA coming out in the US. And then, I mean. Yeah, that was even earlier. Yeah, sure, sure. And then um, yeah, Straight Outta Compton. Great yeah. album that was. Wow. <laughs> um, so what was the equivalent in in German hip hop, would you say? So I, I guess from, I was, I have to say, I was never really much into hip-hop. So all I'm going to tell you now is basically stuff I read online. Yeah. But let, let's assume. So one person that I also knew back in the 90s who started this thing was uh, Cool Savage. I think that's how I pronounce it. Or KKS, King Cool Savage. Mm -hmm. uh, he was, uh, he was around since the mid-90s, probably maybe even earlier. And he started this kind of battle rap thing, like really big. So there were, there were actual contests so like where people were shouting diss tracks at each other and uh, basically eight mile. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And that kind of was the breeding ground for German gangster rap, I, I'd say. And the biggest gangster rapper later on, the two biggest were Sido and Bushido. 
And they were really defining artists of the 2000s. So they were everywhere. And uh, only recently, really, have we seen a move away from this, maybe in the last 10 years or so, when hip-hop changed a lot everywhere. Yeah. Like trap. Yeah. <laughs> trap happened. It's just an extension of the commercialization, I think. Uh, it, all pop artists seem to have, well, not all pop artists, of course, but many pop artists seem to you know, have stolen elements of of hip hop into their into their kind of pop songs and it, that's not without controversy right of course not yeah because it's you know some people say this is appropriation right there's always a case to be made if you yeah. want to right oh, yeah sure yeah sure uh, and i mean from the us perspective obviously in the in the last kind of 10 years Kanye West Jay-Z Eminem you know so so many great songs so many big artists mm. uh, and they're all essentially hip hop yeah now that's completely that's normal it. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I would say that now the scene or the sound maybe in the US and in Germany is quite similar. It's aligned, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite yeah. aligned. In the in the past, maybe if we're looking back at the last 30 years of German hip hop, it was Germany was always like maybe five years behind the US easily, right? So they were late to the gangster rap game, they were late to the trap game. But now I would say it's very similar. And now in Germany, we have mostly trap-based hip-hop, and it's very strongly influenced by uh, different migrant communities. That's something that at the beginning, you know, all the 90s bands were basically your average potato German. Mm. And uh, now it's very strongly influenced by, uh, you know, also words coming into into the music from Arabic or from Slavic languages and all other minority groups that are in Germany. Mm. And it's all now very strongly based around dad mentality and and also about life in Berlin, and it's really all about Berlin these days. So, so I think that's that was a very long history of <laughs> of German well, hip hop. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a big it's a big thing, right? It's a big deal. Yeah, you you can't really leave anything out of that because you know you've got to talk about the US at the same time as exactly. Yeah. And it's, it, it is the music of our time. You know, yeah. when we grew up, I always thought that rock was the music of our time, but it's really the music of our father's time. Yeah, we just kind of as eight, late eighties kids yeah. still grew up believing that yeah correct yeah <laughs> and, and then and what, and that was on the radio when we were growing up and then this has just become hip-hop totally yeah, exactly yeah, so. well on that note let's see how we did with our with our hip-hop songs before we move on a quick word on the lyrical topic of the uk's response to the covid pandemic oh yeah please please we always forget to talk about the topic yeah so, so yeah. In, in case it's not bleedingly obvious i'm from the uk it is and <laughs> uh for those of you who are maybe not aware of what the uk's covid response was or the response to the covid pandemic was wasn't great uh was was very late uh not much going on and now of course all across the world we're seeing second waves and it's all a bit miserable isn't it uh but of course in the uk we have a very uh a very Interesting character in charge, shall we say, <laughs> Mr. Boris Johnson, who may or may not make an appearance in some of our songs. We will have Maybe. to wait and see. We will, we will, we will have to wait and see. <laughs> so without further ado, let's see how we did with our Deutsch rap songs. So as usual, before we go to the songs, we're listening to music. One way to enjoy it even more or to make the horrible more bearable we uh, like to enjoy beer, and uh, since we're here together, we uh, well, we, en we enjoyed one or two in the last couple of days. This one, <laughs> in particular, is a Murauer from not too far from here in uh, the south of Austria. Not a bad beer, I would say. This is an excellent beer. Here we go. And oh, here we go. Um, unfortunately, we have the the world's worst bottle opener here as well. Well, that is a bit of an issue. Yeah. It always has been. Yeah. Well, let's see if I can do this. They call him One Take Ralph. Here we are. Yeah, he's got it. And he do it for a reason. <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't do it the last three days, but here he is. First time. Very nice. Cheers. So, Ralph, this month, you're up first. And as usual, I'm anxious. Going first is never easy. Not against you. I mean, we're not going against each other. But no. it, it, it feels a little bit like it. Yeah, so the idea for my song originally was I wanted to go modern. So I was like, okay, I, I want to do like a little... Which is not usual for, for you. It's I usually the other way around. The other I, way around, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not... Yeah, but I, usually I go... I, I tend to always go old school. That's kind of my thing. But I thought, yeah, yeah. And my first instinct was to just put on some random beat and do some 90s, like, Fantastische Fear style rapping. But then I got into 
the current music that's out there, right? I listen to some Capital Bra, who is like by far the most important artist right now. I was like, yeah, that's actually quite cool. And I never really listened to it all that much. So I, I wanted to do that. Then I quickly talked to you and you were also thinking about going modern. And then I said, oh, okay, so maybe I'll do something else. And I did the cloud rap song. Interesting. I've no idea what cloud rap is and I can't wait to hear it. What's it called before we start? The name of the song is Wasser Dangestellt and it's in uh, Viennese. Excellent. I hope I understand it. <laughs> Here we go. Das weißt du sicher schon, denn in der City habe ich für dich alles vorbereitet. Komm vorbei und stress nicht. Hast du gar kein Genierer? Du bist so ein Verlierer. Keine Ahnung, was sagst. Keine Ahnung, was machst. Ich mein, schau dich um. Ich frag mich, warum einer dich wählt. Was hast du angestellt? Meine Girls mit der Louis V. Auf der Mahü. Die wissen gar nicht, wer du bist. Also sei still. Setz dich wieder hin Weil du musst eins verstehen Wenn ich ganz ehrlich bin, dass du Style hast Glaubt hier keiner Brr, brr, Ratte War nur Spaß Schleicht dich heimern Schleicht dich heimern So I think I recognized something in that song. You might have. Uh, there you was might something have. that sounded a little familiar to me. Yeah, there is a worse version of this thing around, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't help it. I had to sample your reggaeton song. So for those of you who've not listened to our reggaeton episode yet, the the kind of loop that you hear going through Ralph's song is a is a absolutely destroyed version of my reggaeton song, Soy Abogado. Um, what did you do with it? Oh, I fucked it right up. Yes, you did, sir. So, but in a good way, actually. Well, hopefully, it turned out very nicely. Actually, I I was a bit lazy because I once I decided to do cloud rap, I watched some some videos on YouTube about cloud rap, and everyone told me just whatever you do, don't spend too much time with it. So just get it done. And I, I found a video three minutes long of a guy getting any song or some song into his. Uh, Digital, digital audio workstation and uh, he did four things and I did the same thing so he stretched it out to make it slower mm. he then pitched it down by at least an octave mm. he then spread it hard left and right okay in so the speakers yeah, kind of, in the, in, exactly in the speaker so it, it's coming from all directions mm. and then he adds loads of reverb and like echo to it mm. and that's all I did to to your track that's basically it it's like 75, 75% your speed Mm, so it's okay. quite a bit slower. Yeah. It's an octave lower. Yeah. It's uh, coming from everywhere and it's a lot of echo on there. Yeah, so it sounds really cool though. And I think we have to start calling you the auto-tune king. 
<laughs> I I do find it quite enjoyable. Yeah, I do enjoy it. I mean, those 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 notes at the beginning. Where there's a very clear auto tune section, right? Which, I mean, would you call that maybe the the chorus? Yeah, maybe a motif. Yeah, I don't or know. motif. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, where you've got various auto tune kind of pitches going on. Sounds mm. amazing. Sounds Thank really you. cool. How did you do that? I I mentioned last month that I discovered the pitch shifter. Mm. And last time I automated it, right? So in my melody and also my vocals I had like segments that went up like Wah! or down. Mm. And now I was like, wait, can't I just pitch the entire thing up and down? So what I did, I recorded three lines mm. and it was literally just me being very demotivated in front of my mic doing like, huh, huh, huh. not even trying. Mm. And then just pitched it up by like an octave or a fifth or whatever I wanted mm. and then added autotune. And that's what it happens. It's amazing what a computer can do, right? It can turn a kind of off-pitch, kind of demotivated you into something that sounds really cool. Yeah, and also what I did and what I always do with autotune, I sang some sort of notes and I then told the system to not use them. So I'm like, you have to shift it to other notes. So I limited him very strongly. Yeah. I told him, you can only use four notes. Like in, in Western music, we have 12 notes. Yeah. Use four. And I didn't give him the three. And that gives you those kind of big, big jumps, right? Which is exactly, kind of yeah. classic auto-tune. That's where you can really hear the the effect. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's something that really works for me. Yeah. One thing I also noticed about your song that I wasn't expecting is that it's it's pretty slow for a hip hop song. It's very slow. Yeah. Eighty six BPM. Eighty six BPM, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's slow. But it's still got a nice kind of a slow rhythm to it right you can it i was grooving along yeah. with it despite it not being very fast yeah. is that is that kind of a common thing with with cloud rap? yeah very much so i mean there are cloud cloud rap is a very broad thing so cloud rap without going into history again is basically a term applied to all those kind of diy hip-hop artists in the late last 10 years right so people who discovered soundcloud and realized they can just upload whatever they want and of course, it can be very broad, but there's a general trend towards slow, ethereal, and kind of atmospheric music, I guess you can say. And yeah, so I guess a, a trend towards being slow is 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 there, is in the music. Uh, but it sounds modern, the song that you've done. It really sounds modern. Like, I could imagine that being being in the kind of Spotify playlists for Cloud oh. Rap, for example. Or, well, hopefully, yeah. yeah, I mean, the Spotify playlist, Cloud Rap is a very mi- a minor genre. So maybe, maybe. Okay. Yeah. It could never make it to the real hip-hop charts, let's be clear. <laughs> I think if, we, if either of us ever made any sort of charts, we'd be very happy. Uh, that, that would be surprising to everyone involved. <laughs> How did you write the lyrics? Oh, that was amazing. So uh, I mentioned before that I went to YouTube for some inspiration. You always did that, and I was always, I don't know. And I never really thought of it. Didn't do it all that much. So now I gave it a try. And there's not much on cloud rap. So I watched whatever I could find. There was a German documentary thing, like also very short, 10 minutes, of interviews with two main artists, one from Vienna, which was my main influence. And they actually asked him the same thing. How do you write lyrics? And he said, well, honestly, if it takes more than 10 minutes, I'm already overthinking it. So I just get it done. Oh, good. Easy. I don't have time anyway. So here we go. So I just thought of a story. So uh, I was like, okay, it should probably just be a diss track for, uh, of Boris Johnson. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to. I created a character. So okay, who is singing this? So I brought El Patron back from from my reggaeton song. He's now a Serbian, I assume, a drug dealer slash rapper from Vienna. And uh, just tried to get into the character and tell a tell, tell a story. So. I I got to the mic, had the beat done, tried some things out, and uh, basically I only recorded it twice and kept bits and pieces here and there. And I didn't change much. I didn't. I did change change some lyrics after that when I when I actually listened to all of it, and I was like, ah, it doesn't make perfect sense. But it's mainly kind of a how do you call that when a stream of consciousness yeah. thing, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Mainly. Yeah, you just went and. Just went and flowed with it. For 90% of that, yeah. Interesting, yeah. okay. Didn't really think it through. Okay, which strikes me as unusual for a hip-hop song because when you think of rapping, when I think of the great rappers, they seem to put a lot of effort into their lyrics, right? But it sounds like obviously in certain genres, kind of, it's more about the sounds perhaps. It's also, I guess, a demographic thing. So mm. when your average hip-hop, especially traditionally, was a black American in his 20s, probably 
you know, not from the highest social class, let's say. So there, there was a certain thing there, and they are the opposite. So cloud rappers are usually white, angsty teenagers in their bedroom. In their bedrooms, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, so obviously you're going to have very different result. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's more about sounds and feeling. I think it's about feeling. Feeling, yeah. yeah. It, I, there's a there's feeling in that song, really. I, yeah, I can really feel the... <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I'm Serbian. really glad. <laughs> <laughs> what did you find hardest? It was really hard working with, not not really hard, but it was hardest working with the samples this time. So I I got your sample and I also got a drum sample because can't be asked to to write a. Where did you find the drum sample? Uh, there's a, a website called Looperman, uh, not sponsored, but uh, do check it out. They got a lot of stuff for free. So people, it's like user created content. And uh, I used uh, one of their beats from a reggaeton song already, so I went back there. And just looked through their trap beats, found a good one. Um, the problem was, of course, it was not in 86 BPM. Of course it wasn't. Sure. But it's just a wave file, so I had to adjust that as well. And just aligning the two and, and finding the right uh, tempo for both of them to work and not sound weird, that probably took me longest. And with longest, I mean 30 minutes, because I really yeah. did not have to spend much time on this, luckily. Uh, but because I was happy with the result at some point, I was like, all right, yeah, there we are. Why overthink it? Why overdo it? How long do you reckon you spent on this in total? Do you have any kind of idea? Uh, five hours, maybe, five hours, including yeah. everything. So I, I'd say writing the song, maybe half an hour, if you include thinking what story I want to tell, what character. So that, that was the main thing. So like, who am I? What am I talking about? Then, as mentioned, maybe five or ten minutes on the lyrics, so half an hour. And uh, I didn't have to write the music because I just used your loop. It took me a bit of time to figure out the bass. You let me do all the work for you. Exactly. Of course I do. I mean, I'm not stupid. So uh, I did that. And uh, from there, it was quite quite a smooth process. It, it was nice. So I, 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 it was a lot of playing around, really. You know, all the main elements were there very early on. And then I could just add all the, the melodies, all the auto-tune, work on on my voice, how how much reverb I want, and what places. I ended up even uh, doubling the entire thing in the background very quietly and uh, adding more autotune there and stuff like that. So it's a, a lot of experimentation, but I would say not more than five hours, yeah. Okay. Uh, which I'm, I'm happy with. Uh, is that shorter than your average? Much. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure about you. I mean, what do you reckon is your average? It totally depends on the song genre, I would say, the song type. Average. Whoa. Uh, you're probably looking around about 10 hours at least. I would think the same, yeah. yeah. I would say 10 is probably my average. Yeah. Because if you have to write a, a, an entire song, you have to write a chord progression, you have to think of a beat, you have to think of lyrics, you have to think of all the elements. And you have to get it wrong, and then you have to change it. Exactly, yeah, yeah all these things. Using a loop, in, in that case your song, and using a pre-made beat, just having to align them, and once that's done, it's done. Save so much time. And then you just have to add some bass here, add some uh, vocals there. It's so, it's so much easier. It really saves a lot of time. So maybe for our listeners, a, a cloud rap song is uh, a good song to try as your first style of song. I would absolutely say that. Yeah. I can encourage anyone, go out there, be a cloud rapper. I think the, the, the scene is kind of waning, so they need some new people coming in anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyone who wants to hear more of that, uh, Jung Hoon, I can really recommend. He was the the Viennese artist that most inspired me. So. I'm sure he would be on your on on your part of the playlist that we release later on. On Spotify, you can find out all about that at the end of the episode. Yes. All right then. So that's all about my song for this month. Let's move to yours. Actually, I usually always ask you for the title, but I'm not going to do this. Tell me what the idea was before we listen to it just to get into the mood okay so and this is probably beneficial for all listeners who don't speak perfect german <laughs> like me um the the idea of the of the song at least the song lyrics is that um i'm really angry at boris johnson I'm, which you are i'm i'm super angry at him i'm i'm angry at him anyway but and, and it was a it was a really nice way to actually vent mm -hmm. at boris johnson it's not a kind of a I'm not pretending to be anybody else like you did, right? You pretended mm. to be, you know, El you are El Patron. There's no pretending. <laughs> well, it's a different uh, El Patron, though. It's, a different it's your character. alter ego. It's my alter yeah, ego. But I, he, there are many. He many takes roles. different roles. Yeah. I was simply a British citizen being extremely angry at Boris Johnson in German. Yeah, because that's what British citizens do. When they get angry, they rap in German. So let's listen in <laughs> and see what that is all about. 
I was in a hospital the other night where I think there were, a few, there were actually a few coronavirus patients and I shook hands with everybody. Great, great. So, oh, let's just probably got that part if they didn't get any other part of it. And would you say that um, close to 95% of the meaning of your song is basically encapsulated there? Uh, yes. Good, good. 99%. So everyone, everyone got the message done. <laughs> beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. It is incredibly aggressive. I can really... Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to annoy our listeners with too much German uh, words or anything. I think the sound is super aggressive, but you're still way too polite for for what it could be because you're still English. So <laughs> <laughs> if, if like, if, it's if, impossible for me if, to be anything other. If than Bushido polite. did that, yeah. he would never say something like "has to water in den Ohren." Like, uh, like, <laughs> is that we have cotton in your ears? I mean, come on. That would be a lot rougher, but just the style is ridiculously aggressive, and I do appreciate a little bit of auto tune in, in in there every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it's as we saw with your song, you're new school. I would say I'm old school for a change, and that I feel that the the beat was old school, the rhythm was old school, and that the auto tune is not old school, yeah. which is interesting, right? So maybe I've made a new genre. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Old new school. Old new, new old school. school. Yeah. <laughs> Something. Yeah, that, that was what I wanted to say. Next, basically, it's it's very reminiscent of the gangster rap era. Not so much in Germany, but in the US, really. It really reminds me of uh, Dr. Dre beats and uh, like maybe like 50, 50 Cent. Cents, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know. uh, but especially the beats. Super Dr. Dre if that is something you can say. And I guess that that's my Englishness coming through, right? Because that's what I heard all the time when I was growing up. That's hip-hop to me. Right? Yeah. So it was very hard for me to move anywhere away from that because that's what hip-hop is to me. Exactly, yeah. I mean, yeah. You can really tell. And and one more influence I can really hear is this YouTube series called Epic Rap Battles of History. Oh, yes. <laughs> Especially at the end yep. of phrases. Yep. The fuck off at the end. Exactly. And the no deal. Yeah. That's classic. And I half imagine in, in my mind this this kind of outro of, of the YouTube videos right after this like who won who's next you, you decide, decide. <laughs> I won Boris will never win Boris will never, never win. win I mean probably he's gonna no let's not talk about <laughs> yeah, that let's not talk about the next election so <laughs> 
So we already talked about the samples a little bit. So I, as, I, as I mentioned, I think they're really quite old school. How did you find samples and uh, what, what did you look for in your samples? So you had several ones, right? So yeah. Kind of yeah. So, a- so my beat is not a sample, number one. My beat I kind of half made with the help of Logic, the program mm-hmm. that I used to make music. Um, but for the kind of melodic elements, I used um, a, a website called Splice. Heard of it? Yeah. And you've got to pay for it. It's not free. You pay it. It's like a subscription. And I, I think it's a few dollars a month. And you get a certain amount of credits that you can use to download samples. And I have to say the quality of the samples is outstanding. And that includes everything from instrumental to vocal to Vocals, drum drums, to... FX as well. Nice. Yeah. Uh, one shots. So your classic boosh uh, hit. N- not sponsored, by the way. No, but we would <laughs> but like open. to be sponsored by you. <laughs> we're open. Call us. <laughs> uh, yeah. If there are any Splice employees listening, we would love to be sponsored by you. Because uh, it's really, really cool. And you can search by genre. You can search. What I found so useful was searching by key. Mm-hmm. Key and tempo. So I chose my key. And then I just searched for samples in that key. Perfect. And roughly at that tempo. And that helped so much. Sure. And then what I'm quite proud of is there's a few elements of the song which i actually you know played myself oh so there's a kalimba in there that again dong 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 is me playing the kalimba you like the kalimba i love the kalimba yeah. i made an appearance in re- reggaeton and hip-hop are obviously closely related because we're using everything from yeah apparently so right everything yeah. both of our songs yeah. independently <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, I manually played that in and i thought it gave it a nice little kind of yeah. 50 cent ish edge I think to so, it yeah. yeah and dr dre beat basically like, right yeah. yeah so splice was was where i found my loops mm-hmm. and i just nice. searched for i just searched for hip-hop and yeah. um and then it, obviously it takes a long time to actually sit and listen to all of them and find ones Obviously. that work Obviously. actually funny story i started this song by trying to sample uh, a motown song oh which yeah. one it's a song that none of you would have heard of oh, okay because it was never really released i found it on archive.org which is the US kind of copyright-free yeah, yeah, yeah. library. Pu- public. Uh, yeah, it's all yeah, publicly domain. available and copyright-free. And it was some band from the 60s who Amazing. came up with a really cool song that I found. Again, it took me ages to find it, called You Talk Too Much. And I was like, well, that's perfect for <laughs> Boris Johnson. And I wanted to sample that, but it just didn't quite work with the beat. It was a bit of a shame. So we come back to my problem as well. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah okay. and, and also that's a very particular type of particular type of hip-hop as well isn't it that's more towards kind of kanye west i would say when you mm. sample kind of older usually motown songs actually sure but also you know in the 80s that was all they did right so they were or, or in the late 70s they were sampling disco songs true and stuff, yeah they right? sampled disco songs exactly yeah. right so that's yeah. where it started and that's where i started as yeah. well and then i, I just gave up <laughs> yeah. I, I can i can see yeah yeah, yeah. I can see that. but uh, maybe i'll use that again in another in another genre who knows yeah. I found the song. It's a good discovery. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a good yeah, discovery. And it was really fun speeding it up and changing the pitch and stuff. Uh, it just didn't work with this song, unfortunately. Yeah. So how many samples did you end up using? Different ones? I, mean, uh, I realized that listening to the song, the backdrop kind of changes yeah. ever so often. Actually, it's only two. Only two? Oh, okay. Only You're going two. back and forth. Yeah. No, sorry, three. 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 There's the the intro sample, mm-hmm. where I also used the vinyl plugin that we've discussed yeah. in previous episodes, uh, where it kind of... There's the kind of wind down the... Yeah, yeah. Great. That's from the from the vinyl plugin. Great. So there's that loop. Then there's the one that goes behind all of the verses. And then there's the one that I use in the kind of the breakdowns. Mm-hmm. The very bass heavy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All so right. Three in total, actually. It's not, not that many. Not that many. Yeah, it, it feels like a lot more, actually, because really it's, it feels like, it, like it's ever-changing. Mm. You're going from one section of the song to the next, and it always feels fresh. So that's, I, I think, well, well done. So, yeah, only Jeez. three. And it's yet another song I had to do in a different language to my mother tongue. <laughs> well, I mean, in general, now we the hit Spanish, a... Italian, German, and English so far. So we've got yeah, we've got four song, four languages in uh, in this first season only. I mean, what the hell is going to come up? I mean, already people have submitted uh, genres like uh, Afro pop, which we have to get well into before we even put it to the poll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you might hear us. Uh, no, I'm not going to do Swahili. That's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> but who knows? Overall, now I guess one challenge you already talked about, not being able to work with the one loop that you originally wanted. What was the? What did you spend most of the time on? Let's say lyrics. So lyrics. the opposite to you, lyrics. Okay. And 
I, I have to, again, thank uh, my wonderful fiance Nicole, for her assistance in this as the native-speaking part, as native-German-speaking part of the relationship. Yeah, thanks, Nikki. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she's actually sat right next to us here because yeah. uh, she's hi. part of the band. Um, hi. <laughs> hi. That's our singer. Isn't that promising? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. much better <laughs> yeah so uh nikki helped me a lot with the with the lyrics because you know i would come up with with, with some ideas the german the german rhyming dictionary was also very helpful as well yeah uh so using that but then i would come up with a rhyme and i would think oh this is amazing this is this is sounding great and then i'd show nicole and she'd be like nah <laughs> doesn't make any sense <laughs> really sorry it, it does rhyme technically but it makes no sense um so that was half me and obviously there's a lot more lyrics in my song than yours right yeah, way more. Yeah, I have barely any lyrics. Yeah, um, which was was tough because you know we 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 had to write them in uh, a short amount of time. Actually, sure. It, this sure. is a short amount of time than I usual. Mean, the last time we recorded, I'm actually going to open my calendar now. It's it, it's not long ago. Three we weeks recorded ago, probably, yeah. Three week two three weeks ago. Exactly, yeah. almost exactly three weeks ago. So yeah, it it really wasn't a long time. Well, yeah. I want to do this. So there was yeah. quite a lot of pressure on the lyrics and. So we wrote them in very strange places, uh, whilst walking to and from the tram, oh, yeah. whilst in the in the underground, just on your phone, on kind of phone. typing away. Yeah, I've got loads of lyrics on my phone. Yeah. Um, so I found that the hardest. The beat and the music came very quickly, okay. actually. But I think that's a good sign, you know. That's what all the hip hoppers, rappers I saw in those documentaries said. They always have notes on their phone. Yeah, that's what they apparently do. And that's how most hip hop tracks are, or, or lyrics are created yep. on the go. Yep. So that's a good start, you know. I yeah, mean, sure. Yes, yeah. uh, pretty, yeah. pretty decent. A top tip from me is always keep lyrics on your phone because I wrote them every now and again, and then I would come back and show Nikki, or we would write them together, and then we would somehow use bits and pieces of all of yeah. them to come up with the lyrics. Exactly. I mean, we did it here again, right? A little bit of an excursion here, but yesterday, the day before yesterday, we we started writing a new song here with the band, and some of us had some pieces of lyrics lying around. Julia had some pieces and we just incorporated them all together, you know. And and what I also do, I mean, usually I don't write hip hop, right? So I, I, I have a... Um I have a hook library, right, where I just write down hook ideas. Yep. Because usually when I write stuff, it's, let's face it, probably country or <laughs> maybe pop or rock. So hooks are a big deal. And uh, so these one-liners, anything you write down, it's, you can always use it again. Or at least if, if you have a library... Some of that would always be useful. Yep. Top tip, really do that, listeners. If you want to write songs, keep writing things down. And it's always things that just pop into your head randomly, right? Or yeah, that sure. you hear someone, 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 say, someone says to you yeah. or, or you hear on the street. Or, it's yeah. fantastic. Another thing that I found very tricky, by the way, was actually just getting into the genre, generally. Yeah, because sure. it's massive, huge. And I have a few people to thank for this as well. Um, uh, Florentine in particular, he uh, he sent me even a playlist oh, of, nice. of kind of classic German hip-hop songs which was really helpful because i didn't know where to start yeah. like i usually start on spotify i guess and just search for the playlists and see what comes up um my spotify by the way is totally destroyed i think i've destroyed spotify's algorithm i think we mentioned this before yeah. but our algorithms are complete it doesn't know what's going on it you know because it works on us being predictable and we are not predictable <laughs> in any way thanks listeners yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so that that was also pretty tough so i'm very grateful mm. to all the people that, that helped me along the way all right, then. Anything else you want to add? Or shall we move on to the big reveal? And also, we have something to... Something special uh, to Something say. to announce yeah. as well. Something, something special, yeah. So, uh, I think we can move on to revealing next month's genre and topic. So, first of all, thank you for everyone who's voted over the past three weeks. You've had less time to vote than usual. So thank you for all of you for getting your votes in on time. And please keep sending in your genres and topics. Especially topics. We yeah. realised we are slowly We're but surely running out. Yeah, the genres have come back in again, right? Genres, thank you very much. Yeah. You mentioned it last time. We got some really good genres since last time. But uh, yeah, keep the topics coming. Yeah, because that, that, that would be helpful. They always make us giggle, don't they? They are. I mean, also genres can be quite fun to read. Yeah. But... Topics, they always make us giggle. They usually are humorous and funny and keep them coming. Whatever whatever you think of, you know, it's a good practice, you know. You want to write down song ideas anyway, so send them over to us. Exactly, please, and then <laughs> we can use them. <laughs> Steal them from you. So, Ruff, can you remind the listeners what 
genres and topics were available this month. Yes. So we don't know the results yet, as ever. But I've got the poll open. And for the genres, we had four options, as usual. Ska, country, indie synth pop, and blues. And uh, a winner. Well, let, let me click. It takes a while. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my slow internet up here in the mountains. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for your uh, hotspot, yeah. but still, it does take a while. We do, we do have a winner. It's in a way surprising, actually. 35% of the people voted for Scar. 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 We're going Scar. We are going Scar. I did not expect that. I expected country or blues. Yeah, ah. we're going ska. We're going okay. ska. But it's, it's a guitar genre. I'm happy. Uh, so there's um, some, some real instruments in there. Or, some, or it's, yeah, maybe it's not a guitar genre, but it's, it's, it's a brass genre, but brass, it's also a guitar brass genre. Guitar, yeah, okay. Yeah. okay, cool. Ska it is. Okay. With which genres? Wait, Sorry, which me, topics? Let, let's topic? first see. It's, it's followed by blues and country, as I was suspected. And yeah, indie synth pop. Not particularly uh, popular with 15%. Interesting. Okay. For topics, we had four, obviously. Your aunt's obsession with croc shoes. Good one. Watching a movie with someone who has read the book first. Climate change. Oh, that's a small one. It's a big one. And being a Nigerian prince trying to share his wealth. <laughs> and we have a winner. We have a clear winner. Not a clear winner. Oh, interesting. We don't have a clear winner. Ah. We have a winner. With 45% of the vote. One of the biggest, though, I would say, of, of any win. 45% is high. It's very high. Yeah. That's because one of the options had not a single vote. I see. Okay. Climate change, not a single vote. No one cares. No, <laughs> no one, one cares. cares. Not important. It's obviously not a problem. Not, obviously no, not. No. We're not boiling on here. No. No, it's no. fine. This is fine. This is absolutely fine. Guys, guys burn your coal. <laughs> Just go on. It's fine. On that note, I'll go stick a few more logs yeah, on the fire. Yeah, put some logs on the fire, you know, and... Uh, Tomorrow we go and get a new SUV, shall we? Yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> climate change? No one cares. No right. one cares about climate change. The winner is your aunt's obsession with croc shoes. Yay! Cool. So it's a car punk. No, not a punk a song. Punk a punk car, punk car song. I might write a car punk song. Let's be honest about your aunt's obsession with croc shoes. Excellent, excellent news. Pretty great. Good. It's followed quite close at forty percent by being an Nigerian prince trying chess yeah. wealth, which I find phenomenal. Yeah, what a great, record. what a great topic that was. And then there are some people who like the movie with someone who read the book first, but that's far off yeah. third. Okay, so there we have it. We have our genres for next month. Now, this is normally the part of the podcast where we would say the votes up for next month right and we would, we would say and we would say what genres are available uh from your suggestions but this is a little different this time we are nearing the end of our first season here which we never talked about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah here you go we're doing this in seasons we're doing this in seasons every season has eight episodes and yeah we this is episode six already mm. and you know what time is coming up dan christmas time Something and wine. Mistletoe and wine. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> this is going well. It's a great start. <laughs> so, Christmas is coming. Christmas, I mean, Winter's coming. When we are recording this, it's the 25th of September. <laughs> <laughs> Although we are currently surrounded by fog and thunder. Yes. So, well, fair enough. Let's say Christmas time. It is coming. This is, this is our October episode. November's episode is going to be Scar on on the Crocs. So December's episode. What is the plan, Dan? Tell us. The plan is that the songwriting idiots, Dan and Ralph, are going to join forces. The world is going to collapse. We're going to join forces. And we're going to write a Christmas song but not together. A, but not any Christmas but song. Not just any Christmas song, because you guys are going to get involved as well because we need to write our Christmas song about something Christmas-related. And so we've come up with four Christmas ideas that you can vote for, and we will write our Christmas song about what you decide. So the four Christmas topics that you can vote on are, number one, putting on loads of weight at Christmas. Number two, our 12 Days of Christmas. There's a famous song, The 12 Days of Christmas. Yeah. We will make our, our own. We, what would we do in our 12 Days of Christmas? Mostly shopping, I think. <laughs> shopping and eating and drinking. One day of ordering stuff on Amazon and 11 yeah. days of drinking. Yeah. 
Number three. Speaking of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Which we do a lot yeah. right here. Number three. Getting absolutely hammered the night before Christmas. Happened to me more than Great once. tradition. Oh. A tradition that I was never aware of until I hit about 18, 19, yeah. 20. That's and all- then it just became every single Christmas Christmas Eve for us, right? Yeah. Different in Austria and Germany. Uh, get was it the same for you? We always, obviously, we went to go study in whatever, Vienna, somewhere else. And when we got back, you know, of course, first the 24th, the big day or the big night, and everyone back from school would want to meet up on the 23rd. Absolutely. You, every damn year you get hammered. Absolutely right. And throwing up on Christmas Eve is not pleasant. Happened more than once. <laughs> you see your turkey twice. <laughs> So that was number three, <laughs> getting hammered the night before Christmas. And number four is your Christmas tree burning down the house. And this is a particular Austrian tradition, which is that you have very often real candles on your trees, which I think is insane. Absolutely insane. Hey, hey, hey. You're putting something f- it's a tree. It's old it's gonna timey. It's going to catch fire. Christmas has is caught fire. Christmas is old timey. This should, be, this should be done. This is perfect. It's perfectly fine. And it's great for the climate. <laughs> Which, which, which no one cares about. No one. Which we <laughs> established that. <laughs> so, putting on loads of weight at Christmas, our 12 days of Christmas, getting hammered the night before Christmas, and your Christmas tree burning down the house. And you can go to songwritingidiots.com slash vote to cast your vote now and uh, enjoy whatever we come up with collectively in December for Christmas time. And we should probably talk about this season idea. We will be back with season two in spring of 2021. Exactly. So there's going to be a short break. You will hear more about this in the months to come. Please follow the podcast wherever you listen and uh, reach out to us and follow us on Instagram where we'll be posting some, some shots of this, this, this episode and our, and our band retreat and the funky new t-shirts that we've made. Whenever we can be asked. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to listen to the songs that Ralph and I were listening to to inspire us for our German hip-hop songs, you can listen to our Spotify playlists, the links for which are in the episode show notes. And you can, of course, also download our songs, uh, as all the other songs we've created so far, on our website. That's songwritingidiots.com slash songs. Great. So with that, we say goodbye. And we look forward to seeing you again next month for our Scar songs about our aunts and crocs. Going to be interesting. Uh, that's the least we can say, yes. <laughs> all right, then. So, uh, yeah. Until see then, you then. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye.